and also we're in Glasgow on Saturday, so Sunday even. So, what are you in Glasgow for? The Imogen Heap gig is on Sunday. Oh, so we're staying the night. Fair enough. Thanks for telling me, asshole. What? You have your own life. I'm not gonna get. In, I'm not gonna interfere with your life. But you could have said you could have like well, gone for lunch or something. Well, there you know. go. This is me officially telling you, hey, we'll be in the same ah, Fuck you, too late. <laughs> 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 This is the Game Engine Start Podcast for the 5th of November 2019. My name is Callum. My name is Ewan. And I'll apologise in advance because we are recording this uh, the night before the 5th of November, uh, which in the UK is Guy Fawkes Night, which is our annual celebration of explosions. I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's what we celebrate. We celebrate explosions. Yeah. Yeah. So if you hear explosions in the background, that is is not anything bad. It is just people setting off random facts. Because there have been a fucking lot ever since I've moved. I don't know why. Maybe because I've moved into like a slightly more middle class area. But like (laughs) people are fucking going nuts with the fireworks. So across across from our so like obviously me being Edinburgh, like we're we have fireworks basically all year round for various reasons. But, yeah, um, they love shooting fireworks out of that fucking castle. For everything. But, like, last week... So last week was the week before. I had people up anyway. But there was... Um, so there was, like, a kid's park, like, directly across from, from yeah. my flat. And we heard explosions going off. And we're like, oh, this weird... Okay, there's, I don't think there's anything on. But there was, like, there was like the valley where there was stuff going on. And then yeah. the fifth is obviously the day you're listening to this, it was somewhere between, so somebody's got fireworks somewhere. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I looked out the window, and it was just in the park, just like, Catherine Wheel, like, on the floor of the park. Oh, awesome. Just watching Great. it. And you're just like, motherfuckers, there's like, dry grass the whole way around that. What the fuck are you doing? I don't but, think they care. No, it's but just... also luckily, like, I live next door to a fire, um, fire station, so, if anything was going to go wrong, we'd probably be fine. People just right. walk out the fire station with buckets. Is that the exactly? They could probably stretch the hose from the fire station over to the park if they wanted to. If something had gone really terribly wrong, um, but yeah. So, uh, there were probably I'm on the wrong side of the the flat for there to hear the explosions if they are going off. Yeah, but well, I'm I'm right next to my like living room window, so there's a potential. Okay, that's why I bring it up. It Fair seems enough. to have died down right now, but well, okay. you never know. If I just hear, if I hear, like, if I hear an explosion or a yelp, I'll know that something's gone wrong. Well, they're not like aiming it at me. No, yet, well, not yet. But... No. Did I ever tell you the story about I almost died from a firework? No. I was I was in the I was walking to my mates in the west end of Glasgow, and um, I was just walking down the street with my headphones on. And it was like a long, long street that kind of curves off to the end. And I was just walking, I had my headphones on, and I just saw this flash at the end, like, in the distance at the end of the street. I was like, the fuck is that? And this rocket just zooms past my head. Like, no joke, like, a couple of someone feet. Fired up, someone fired a up rocket. Up the street. Up, up the, street. the street. Yeah. That is a weird like, one. A f- couple of feet past my head, and I just, like, froze in case something else was going to happen. This is like fucking idiots just firing fireworks up directly up the street. Like, that sounds like something people would do in Glasgow, to right? be honest. Ugh. Yeah, 
But um, yeah, don't don't play your fireworks. They're bad. They don't play. Uh, yeah, don't play the fireworks. Like, play America f- doesn't have this holiday, but like no, but they they have their own firework problems. You know, where like, yeah, nobody nobody the fireworks that kill people. Yeah, yeah, like the, the line between firework and small explosive explosive is thin most of the time yeah um everybody be safe with fireworks don't play with fireworks play with video games they're much safer most of the time well kind of well we'll see death stranding comes out this week so who knows um (laughs) we'll get to that next week probably (laughs) um but what have we been playing so i've been playing one thing that's not the thing we've both been playing um Mm. which is after party which mm. is the new game from Night School Studios, who are the guys that make uh, what is the name of that game? Oxenfree, which I very much enjoyed. And After Party is another game in the same kind of vein, where it's not really and like it's not an adventure game, and it's not even an adventure game in like the Telltale mold. Like it's a kind of slightly different thing. It's basically what Oxenfree was. It's all dialogue. Yeah. There's no object manipulation, none of that kind of stuff. It's basically just. Um, did you hear that no was that an explosion they're, get, they're getting closer okay well we'll see how long we last before your <laughs> yeah. window gets blown out um, yeah the setup is um, you play two college students Milo and Lola and they've they're died they have died they're in hell what are you, what are you playing this on by the way out of interest uh, PC it is on PC and I think the consoles as well at the minute if not soon but I know it's on Epic Store um, yeah so Milo and Lola are dead, they're in hell, they don't know how they died or why they're in hell, but they are, um, and in an effort to escape hell, they basically have a, a night. Um, so the way that hell's set up in this game is it's kind of like a nine-to-five job for demons, where like they like all of the torturers like have a have a shift torturing various humans who have yeah. gone to hell, and then both the humans and the demons like clock off at five and then go to the bar and get smashed. Like it's an interesting setup for, sure, for hell, yeah. where you like you'll like talk to people in bars and it'll be like, yeah, yeah, I, I there was de- literally one of the demons was like, yeah, I specialize in stringing people up by their genitals, and you're like, whoa, okay, that's sure, nice. Um, but they discover very quickly, and this is all like the first ten minutes of the game that the one loophole to escape hell is that you have to outdrink Satan, um, Lucifer himself. You have to outdrink, and they have basically one night to outdrink satan and get out of hell um so i haven't finished it yet i'm maybe four hours ish in um no probably a bit less than that, it, probably about three hours does it seem long i was gonna say the- i don't know i don't know um the kind of main there's i i have no idea um but there's definitely a main quest that i'm on right now that i need to get i need to basically go talk to these four different demons wait so is it is it it's not just like a, a narrative game where you just go places and do things it's like I mean, there's like there there's, is a, are there like quests and side quests. No, or? no, no. It's my my current objective anyway. Like the the narrative objective is that I need to go to these four demons and get their permission to start out drinking Satan. Um, right. so I'm doing that in the minute. And there's definitely like some choice involved. So like they have like so the, the first choice you get is like you need to get into to talk to Satan to start with, and he's having a house party. Uh, and it's only you need a vip invite and you go on the the demon social network which name i can't remember uh blather no bitter no something blather is a real one doesn't it maybe i can't remember but they have a fake social network in there that's basically like demon twitter um and you only ever see messages that are about yourselves so as you're walking past these people like 
Twitter messages will appear or fake Twitter messages will appear. Yeah. Um, and you basically, you get two messages that's about people who potentially have like spare invites. So like one of them is like a, like a punk uh, musician that has died and she's got a spare invite because she's supposed to be playing that night. And then there's like another guy who you can maybe go to see and you choose one. So like, I haven't seen like the other fork of that at all. So there is definitely some choice and some, um, some, uh, option about how you approach some of this stuff yeah um it's good but, it's, all, but it does all end in you getting these like invitations to drink with satan is that yeah, yeah i mean like you, you go and get an invite and one of these two people is gonna have an invite and you choose which one and you can see part of that so there's there's probably a bit of replayability in there but like i said i haven't finished it so i'm, I'm still working my way through it um dialogue's really good it's pretty well written um the main characters are very um uh likable for sure um they both have their own and they, they they play a lot with um so you get one of the things they assign you when you go to hell is your own personal demon who right. is like who is there to torture you based on the things that it that the demon knows about or discovers about your insecurities. So like one of one of the things that happens early on is the like uh, Milo um Milo's like upbringing comes up about like Milo's not his real name and all this kind of stuff and the, the demon right, like, sure. literally pulls that part out of him and like shows him it and like does this stage play and it's really it's really smart it's got a really really cool style um and the dialogues the dialogue and voice acting is is very very good there's a couple of weird technical issues like some of it is oh. like like there's a little like sometimes it'll kind of hitch a little bit in weird ways and like i'm playing mm. on a good pc and it, it shouldn't be doing that and also they're doing a thing which is normally fine but it's especially bad in a game like this that is very nar- narrative and dialogue focused is that characters will talk over each other so like there's a lot of conversation like while walking to a to an area with another character like there'll be a conversation happening but you'll get to your destination and trigger the next dialogue while the current dialogue is still going so you're missing right. lines which especially in a game like this like you don't oh, want so to the, hear the, the, the actual the actual spoken dialogue like cuts out and starts it doesn't cut you. out like they're both playing at the same time or oh, they're talking over each they're other they're talking over each other sometimes and especially like that's worse yeah yeah like if there's incidental dialogue like it can sometimes cut over and you'll miss the end of a joke because somebody will be talking over them and all this kind of stuff um and yet yeah, there's a really the kind of one of the core mechanics is like drinking is a core mechanic in this game mm. where like each one of the bars you go to in all the places you've you've seen there's a lot of bars but it's hell and everyone needs to drink apparently so that's what you do um, well yeah if you're gonna go on a, like a pub crawl exactly you need more than one bar. um so you go to the bar and each bar has like four drinks on offer and each drink has like a like a described uh so like like some of the drinks will say liquid courage and have a description of the drink and some of them will have like pirate banter and and it will, and what you do is you, you get one of the drinks and then as you're in conversations with people, there will be like a drink like prompt almost. And if you drink while doing that, it'll open up, up different dialogue options. Right. Depending on which drink you have. So if you've got liquid courage, like you'll do a drink, you go, fuck yeah, I'll jump off this balcony, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so it's a cool kind of way of seeing and I don't know how much of that like actively influences like I don't know if it's actually like a puzzle or not. Like, can you go with the wrong drink and it goes wrong? I haven't quite like I haven't had a problem with that yet. So yeah, I was going to say you probably it's probably just about 
like diversifying. It feels like it feels like flavor. Thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's got a really good style to it. Like the car- the the world, and the characters look really good. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm, I need to see the end of it. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's on. I think it's on everything. I need to check. But um, it's definitely on Switch as well. I know that much. Oh, it's on Switch too. Yeah, might pick it up for Switch. It's cool. Um, but I think unless you've got anything, the thing we've both been playing is the reason why we're here. So, no, the, so there's something that uh, I didn't talk about on the show. Um, I played Disco Elysium. Um, oh, yeah. Did we not talk about that? Which, oh, no, we did a video no, on it. That's what We it was. did a video on it. So I, I'm not going to talk about it very much because you can go and see the video and the video yeah. does a better job of explaining what it is. Um, but it's it's a game. It's a game I haven't played since like Planescape Torment like it is right a really it it's it, it's an iso- it's an isometric RPG detective story but it is like all dialogue and writing and like working through situations with your words as opposed to like there's no combat in that game it's all just dialogue and yeah. talking and having mental breakdowns and it's a it is if you if you care at all about games being able to tell stories and having like writing to back it up and something like that, I've not seen a game this well written since like Plain Scale Torment. Wow. There is so much writing in it and it's all amazing. It is like it is clever, it's insightful, it's terrifying, it's hilarious, it's Okay. It it goes from like it goes for like every emotion that you could feel about a game. Um, and presents them all in this really weird, unique setting in this story that is bizarre. But it's it's great. It's a you'll never play a game like it unless you play Planescape Torment. But the, so is, the the chunk I saw while we were doing the video, like it's it's dark at points. It does it well. Yeah, it's, it, part of it is it's really nihilistic at points. Yeah, and that nihilistic really, is a good word. Yeah, yeah, like it it goes to some really dark places, but it like. It does it with such a deft hand. Like okay. it's why it can it's why it can jump from like doing that to like being quite humorous and funny and clever and then also dip into like nihilism and quite serious political discussion. Right. And then dive out of it again. And it's the the writing is so smooth and Does it, it have it has a, uh, uh, what, what what we're trying to ask. Does it have a point of view? Like is it trying to like, does it have opinions about stuff, or is it very much like play it, play it as a character, and see how this character would react? Well, it's weird to say because, like, much like, um, much like in Planescape Torment, you like you play an amnesiac who doesn't really remember right anything about the world. So, like, anything that you put on that character is something that you're putting on them. Right. Like, you slowly you slowly start learning about the character as the game goes on, because, right. like, you start finding stuff for, again, having the aforementioned mental breakdowns that cause you to, like, have these weird in- internalized moments. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it has a lot to say about, like, how people handle, like, class struggle and... Um, okay political discourse and like environment and stuff like that okay um it it has stuff to say but it's doing it very much in a kind of like we are presenting these ideas sort of thing it's not like uh we are saying whether or not these are good or bad 
Right, is, okay. Interesting. There, there is, there are, every time, the, every time someone will say that um, communism is bad and people died because of it, in the game, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. communism communism was bad for Revishal and like caused a bunch of people to die and there were riots and stuff like that. There will then be people that will talk about how, oh no, communism actually brought about like workers unions and like rights for the lower the lower classes and the everyman that like actually sure. allowed them to survive in a society right that then gets countered by people talking about the the current situation in Revishaw, which is just naked capitalism of like no government hand in any business whatsoever and how right. terrible that is free and, markets but also and... yeah how free markets are awful and it has it has a lot to say about this sort of idea and also about like how that affects humans Right. like mentally and physically and how that then impacts on society there are a lot of things going on all at once mm-hmm. um but yeah it's there there is no game that is like this like it is just something that if you if you want if you want to see what you could do if you just like basically write a novel and then turn it into a video game in a really clever <laughs> right. way yeah is that like that's what that is cool okay. um i i do need to check out it I, I encourage I encourage people that it, it is not for everyone. Like sure. it is, that is not a game that I think I can wholeheartedly recommend for everybody. But if you are willing to like be patient with it and go in knowing that it is just like really really good dialogue and character work and story and all that stuff and nothing else, like because even even like building your character it's an rpg but you build your character in such a weird way that it's not traditional right um if you know that going in and that sounds appealing to you you should absolutely play disco elysium because it is again it's just so out there and different and yeah it's 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 one of the it's, it's one of these games that like i keep thinking about right like every so often I'll be doing other stuff and I'll keep bouncing back to it in my head about things that it does and things that it said. And yeah, it's one of these games that sits in the back of my mind. It's like that and like tyranny and like some sort right. of like, like Planescape torment and all these games that have like done stuff that I keep, I can't shake. It is right. a weird thing. I mean, that's um, the, the problem is that like, there's enough stuff coming up that we're going to, I'm going to need to play before we get to the yeah, end totally, of the year. Like, just yeah, like, yeah. I need to get in there. But I think the video gives a good idea. Is that do you think the video we did is pretty representative of the game? Yeah, like that, the kind of that, stuff it goes that, The video the video that we did where I, I like I showed off how the, the character creation and skill systems worked. And then just to play the bit of it so you could see some of the writing and like how dialogue goes and that that's that's all that game is. Like cool. that's that's what that mechanically that's all that game has to offer. Everything sure. that is above and beyond that that it has to offer is all in the writing and sure. that's that's what it has and it looks great and it sounds great but the, it does the look really nice it, it does yeah. look really nice it, it has a very very unique style but it yeah. is um yeah if, if, if anything i've said interests you you should probably play cool. disco elysium because it is something else is <laughs> cool um but yes we should talk about outer worlds because mm. I have gone all over the place on that game. Like I was okay. <laughs> I was super high on it and then yeah. like the last I was playing it on what was it Sunday night and I started to come down kind of hard on it in a weird way mm-hmm. and 
I kind of want to get. I, I kind of need to cre- ask you a bunch of questions because. Okay. So I don't. I've been Which very. I was gonna say like set up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So this is so our worlds is the new game from uh, Obsidian. Obsidian. It yeah. is. It is a Fallout game, basically, but it's closer to it's, like. It's like it's, it's, it's what I it's what Obsidian did when they did Fallout New Vegas. Yes, where it is a very a very typical Obsidian written game. Yep. where it is a game about two sides of a. Like two two sides of a spectrum of um, a story, and you having to navigate those two spectrums, and it's never straightforward. It's yeah. always grey. Is a is a game is is a game about you exploring uh, an area of space where, again, kind of like Disco Elysium, where like naked capitalism has been allowed to flourish. Yeah, uh, and that game spends a lot of time talking about how that's a really bad idea. Um, it's I good. guess so. It, it, it's, it's, it's a is a Fallout game in the same way that it is like you're exploring maps, you're doing you're doing side quests, you're interacting yeah. with characters. It is the you very a, typical thing of your character you a, builder. And, yeah, yeah. You have a big ass quest log, um, but it's closer to yep. like a like a Mass Effect in terms of like rather than there being one large open world, it's yeah. like so. It's, it's, a, a it's, a, it's a Fallout game with focus, which yeah. is. Which is which? Then it takes it away from being a Fallout game because, yeah. like the, it doesn't have the Bethesda thing of going, oh, there's a thing over there, and just walking and going totally. to see what it is. It doesn't which, really have that. Which, which is, is the reason why I picked it up, right? Because I yeah, don't. Sure. I've been very. I've been vocal on here before that I am not a fan of Bethesda games. I I yep. don't. I've never got the appeal particularly. And like, here's a gigantic open area with nothing in it. Go nuts and make your own fun. Like that doesn't do anything for me. So seeing this is like, hey, what if we took like the core of like some of the ideas of a Fallout type of game and then constrained it in a Mass Effect kind of style yeah. and added, I'd have it, you know, work. Um, it was appealing, right? And like that game starts real strong. Like it's a really good mm-hmm. conceit where... Um, there's a, a colony ship with like hundreds of thousands of people frozen in cryostasis um, and the ship gets lost um, and the corporation goes ah it's too expensive to bring them back and leaves the ship there and instead this uh, kind of quirky scientist dude comes and unfreezes you and says like hey we need to save the rest of the, the, the people on the ship and kind of starts your adventure from there um, it's yeah like I've I, so the things I like, I I generally like the writing. Um, I mm-hmm. generally like the the characters or the the companions. Definitely have yeah, been so the, the, excellent the writing, so far. The writing is very obsidian. Yes, it is 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 the the companions are excellent. The the quest givers and the the world incredibly well flushed out. Yeah. Uh, and there's, th- there's no, stuff like... No, no quest is ever has an easy solution. Everything is always grey. So they, which is like... The core of the Obsidian game is that you will never make an easy choice. So like that's, that's the, so that's kind of where it starts to go for me, right? Because... So the first world you go to has a very... What seems like a very binary choice at the end of it. Like, it's, mm. either, it's either this or it's this. And there's... It feels like if this was any other game, it would be, it would be a very easy choice for me. But then yeah. the fact that the one of your companions chimes in and goes, "Oh, by the way, 
and tries to influence your decision like that became a much more difficult decision than it would have been normally because you've made such a strong connection with your companion and like they fleshed out both sides of this conflict and you see the, the good and bad of both these people and all this kind of stuff that was a cool thing and then mm-hmm. they take you off of the first planet and you're like, okay, here's your next, the next stage of your thing. Uh, here's your next stage of your quest. Here's where you need to go. Here's who you need to talk to. And when it kind of opens up like that, it starts to get kind of weird for me. So like, so the first, the first place you go after that is a groundbreaker, which is like a big kind of dreadnought style ship that has a community living in it. And it's kind of like yeah. a, what's this, this Star Wars term for like a non-assigned, like a, a non-associated kind of, place like a kind of free it's just, it's just a space station like yeah it's, but it's like it's not, it's it, not... It, it, it has it has representatives of multiple of the corporations or but, whatever, yeah, the, but the ship itself is not owned by one of the corps it's kind of like run yeah. by itself and there's a lot of cool characters in there and there's a lot of cool little side stories and stuff in there um and you do a lot of that and then from there on so the the I'm trying to not give as much away but getting to the point of what I'm trying to get at. There's a point where like there's a build up and then uh, you do a bunch of side stuff and they eventually get to a planet called Monarch, right? And how you get there yeah. is a whole other conversation. But once you get to Monarch, Monarch was the point where it started to lose me because you get so you get to Monarch and it's this kind of decent sized town and you do it's the, the, thing- it's, it's, it's the biggest map at that point. It yeah, it's the, definitely the biggest one yeah. you've seen at that point. Um, and you kind of wander around and you talk to all these people. And there's again, there's some cool characters in there, some cool interactions between people. And again, depending on which way you come into Monarch, the things you see first are different. So like one of the first things I saw when I walked in was like, oh, there's like an apartment block. And I walked in the apartment block and opened the first door and there's just a dead body in there. And you're mm-hmm. like, wait, what the fuck? And then that spirals into like a detective thing and all this kind of stuff. But what I ended up doing was I go in and I kind of walk around the town and see all these people and collect all these quests. And I collected all these quests and I'm like, I have forgotten what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, the the overall quest, like, all of these things are about you playing a character a specific way, right? And the way you build your character, right? Sure, so like, yeah. All of these kind of games, like, you can build, like a like, a really, like, dumb brute who's like all strength you can build a super brainy character you can be one that's really good at lying or like just pure combat focused or all this kind of stuff Mm -hmm. as you go in like it it feels weird with the backstory i've had for my character so far to then be going around and going yeah sure i'll pick up your poster from the delivery dudes yeah sure Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't know why i'm doing any of this anymore except that I have a quest now that gives me XP at the end of it. Like yeah. I kind of like it does kind of it does. If they hadn't set up this thing at the start about like your backstory and Phineas and all this kind of stuff, like if you were just like you've been free, like kind of what Fallout does, right? You've been freed from the the vault. Like go live your life. Yeah, like, that would be different. But the fact they set up this back this whole backstory and then gone like okay cool come back when you want and you're just like i'm just collecting these quests and i'm just shuttling all these things around and like once you've done a bunch of these type of quests you're like well yeah okay i'm gonna go talk to this guy and then talk to this guy and then find this thing and take and like is that what these games are generally like is it do, do these games just yeah. live and die on those interactions is that yeah what so it the, is? the 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 problem that i've had with uh, the outer worlds and yeah i agree with you on like nearly every point where i think yeah. the writing's great and 
The characters are great. I love all the companions. They're all cool in their own individual way. Yeah, like um, Pravati is just brilliant. Like I Pravati's really like awesome. her, and uh, I, I like. Um, I just got to uh, the part in Monarch where you get um, Nyoka, Nyoko, Nyoka, Nyoka is the. Yeah. Um, she's. I've I've had her for like half an hour, and she's great as well. Like yeah, I really like her. Pravati and Nyoka are the two that I've been using as well. The Sam robot's great. I love the Sam yeah. robot. Yeah, and also like cool. I I rolled a lot with. Um, Pravati and Ellie and their interactions are really good as well. Yeah, they got, they got very so yeah, different the, looks on life and stuff. The writing's the writing's very good. It deal it basically goes full force into hey, capitalism is shit and here's yeah, so, why. Like yeah. it's really good at doing that in a very funny and clever way. Yeah. Um. The the character builder's great. Like I think the the changes they made to how you build your character where yeah. the Every every skill has a zero to hundred number, and every increment of twenty is like a a step up where you get a specific thing related to that skill. Yeah. Um. So like it could be like you reload heavy weapons faster, or you can like then when your hack skill is high enough, you can hack robots or whatever. It's that general idea. But you can get up until fifty. You level them up in chunks. Yeah. Of, of like here are the melee skills, and you can level them all up to fifty. And here are the rain skills, and you can level them up to 50. So it means that you have a lot more freedom to kind of try stuff before you hone in on what you like. Yeah, totally. Which is good, because other games like this don't really do that, which is always a cool idea. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the problem I've been having is that <coughs> the game... I, the, even though the writing's really good, the game's direction is really scattered like it is you get to like there is the overarching thing of you need to do the stuff that Phineas tells you to do Mm -hmm. but and that and that thing is just like get this nav key or whatever go to this place but it always starts with you talking to Phineas and Phineas says go talk to this person yeah but that's just that's just a thing to get you on a planet and then when you're on a planet you're doing the checklist of here are all the quests on this planet yeah and those quests those quests are very well written and some of them have very good stories but it is like you feel like you're doing it because it's on a checklist like totally. it's not the 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 drive isn't there and because it's not a bethesda game where you're like dynamically moving around and finding all this stuff you feel more directed so you still feel like you're not being directed enough to where yeah, you have yes. purpose it's, it really it doesn't feel like and again monarch was a really this really came to me like everything up till that point had been like oh i can see why i would want to get involved in this person's particular issues i get that yeah. like even all the stuff on groundbreaker like most of the people involved in that you're like i can see there's a world in which my character would go i empathize with you or this has some purpose for me or all this kind of stuff but i got to monarch and i'm just like why am i helping this person like i'm doing it because i'm nice and i'm getting xp from it yeah but like, yeah. why am I getting involved in these people's disputes? Like, they don't tie it to my overall arc as a character. Um, which yeah, like the is, the the the, the, que- the quest of Phineas telling you go meet this guy or whatever yeah. isn't there to then make it feel like it's good that you're getting it because you do like major things on these planets to like oh, totally. change the course of whatever yeah, is going for sure. on for sure. But it doesn't feel like you've earned it or that you have a reason to you're just doing it because you were there yeah. and it's 
Because you, yeah. you get an XP boost at the end of it. So one of the yeah, things that like, really... Yeah. You do the, it because it's got a quest associated totally. with it and you get XP for it. And but. like you end up like... The, it's when and it it definitely felt like all of the stuff on Groundbreaker, like the first se- the first section after the first planet, where like you, it definitely felt like you were having conversations with people you'd be having conversations with anyway, and while you're talking to them, you'd be like, oh hey, you have this problem that I can solve because it helps me and helps you, like it's an even trade at that point. But as you're working yeah. in Monarch, like I was just talking to anyone with a real name attached to them, and it was yeah, like, yep, yep. Hey, yep. can you help me with my thing? And you're just like, I sure, but like, why? It it kind of felt a bit weird. But there's def there are definitely. So the <laughs> the thing that kind of broke me as well, um, and again, not being a fan of the Fallout games, um, so uh, H Bomber guy on YouTube, and he's a YouTuber and streamer, um, he has a video about why Fallout Three is garbage. And yeah. um, it's like an hour and a half long and it's very well done and he makes a very, very convincing case. But one of the things he points out as a problem with those games is that they added, Fallout 3 specifically added the auto map or the, the objective indicators on the on the compass. Yeah. So like you select a quest and there's a thing that appears on the compass and it says it's over here, go this way. And that totally breaks that game. And the case he makes is that totally breaks that game because you're staring at this tiny part of the screen as opposed to this world that they've created. Yeah. And that's... You, you end up following a mini-map to yeah. a point as opposed to... So especially to when you've got, like, so when, they, when I get into Monarch and I open up these eight quests and I'm basically just working through them top to bottom, like, select, like activating the quest, tracking the quest, going to the next point where it t- points me, talking to the thing, going to the next... Like, it doesn't feel as natural as if, like, it could just turn that off. But also, if I could turn it off, I would... But it then doesn't give you the tools to navigate it in a better way, where like the map is kind of garbage in yeah. points. Because like what you want in a town, the map, the, the the local town map thing needs to have names of stuff on it, right? You need to know here's the cannery, here's the church, here's all this kind of stuff. Because then you could go like, okay, I'm gonna go check in this person. You go to the map and you go, oh, the cannery's this way, and you go. But since the map doesn't give you that, your only option is, well, it's this quest and I'm going to follow this line in a direct A to B line and that's fine. Um, and you end up missing, like, what is a cool world that they've built for a lot of this stuff? Um, yeah, it's just, it's 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 weird. And, like, this is my first experience. Well, not my first proper experience with one of these games. I, I was, was going to say that, like, this is, this is different to a Fallout game. Like, it's totally. not... This 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 isn't your first experience of a Fallout game because this isn't one but of the games. Like but it is. it is closer to like it's closer to like a Mass Effect or a Dragon Age, right? Like this is what yeah, those it games is, are it's, like. it's, it's closer to that than it is. it's closer to that yeah. Bioware game that. It and is that's the thing. Like I I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. I love those games, and yeah. those games are kind of that, except that they have an overarching story that I care about, and the amount of quests you're doing. I mean, putting the Citadel to one side, like each kind of world you're going to is like its own little arc as opposed to like, here's your next bank of shit to do. Like, it feels like everything's very kind of scripted and each one of the quests is more involved. Yeah. Um, And then you layer on top of that, like the, um, what do you call it? The companion quests and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, and the companion quests are really good. Like, I'm really enjoying, like, again, like Perverti's, companion quest is fucking brilliant and it really yeah, enjoyed great, yeah. that but like it feels like they've they've got 
like the main quest and the companion quest and then they just have to like fill out a bunch of stuff that's there and it just doesn't feel right it doesn't feel it it feels really weird well so it's it's hard like filling it out doesn't do it justice because yeah, no no sorry of, that's that's reductive like there is yeah, a lot of there, stuff there is there. a lot of really good yes cool interesting character stories and good writing in yes. a lot of the side stuff it's just getting there feels like you're doing it to do it as yep. opposed to it tying into some sort of driving progression so like which I, is the... I had to make it I had to make it. I had to purposely switch off subtitles because I was just like buttoning through conversation. Right, right like yeah. I had to. I had to switch subtitles off so I would actually force to sit and listen to the character. And the, the voice acting is good, and the performances are good. Yeah. But I was mm-hmm. skipping through it because I was like, "Yeah, I know you're going to the thing, and you're going to tell me the thing." And okay, sure. And it just it ended up being like a fucking MMO or something like that, where I'm just like, "Okay, cycle through the dialogue, give me the choice." Like, yeah. and so I had to like I had to take a step back and force myself to absorb the content. Do you do you read all the stuff in Destiny? What do you mean? Like the the like when you get quests and stuff, do you read all the text? Yeah, on the I do actually. Like yeah, actually, because I need man, to. What a fucking weirdo! Right, but like, sure. that's the thing. Like, I need to get something out of that game because, like, Destiny is the whole other side of this, where there's zero story presented to you unless you go looking for it. Yeah. That's Whereas true. with something like this, it's like it's all story, but it's the stuff that it gives you immediately. It, it, there's no work yeah, for yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And like stuff like, like I understand. Like, and also this game is not like this is what's forty quid. This game, like, it's not yeah. a full sixty quid game. Um, and it's Obsidian, but it's like a lower budget thing, obviously. And what they've done with a lower, slightly lower budget is kind of extraordinary. Like, Bethesda should be fucking panicking, right? If if they can produce a game like this for less than a oh, yeah, $60 like, follow game. Especially, especially, like, with Bethesda, as they stand right now, being at one of the weakest positions they've ever been at yeah. in their, their history, having someone else come out and do a thing similar to what they do better yeah is uh, should they should probably take notice and understand why why people like the games that they're doing is, so that's the uh, thing yeah. like especially with this game existing if they come out at e3 next year or whenever if e3 fucking happens or not but if they come out and go here's starfield and it's a yeah. and it's a shiny Beth- it's a new shiny engine bethesda game like they're probably they, that will do that's not enough anymore. Like in a world, yeah. Where... I, I figure, I figure after the kind of like above average reception for Fallout Four and the just vile hatred that seems to exist for Fallout Seventy Six, yeah. Like the 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 Bethesda armor and sheen that exists has kind of started to erode away. Totally, where people have started noticing more about how broken Bethesda and we, games are. I, and we live in a world where Outer Worlds exists, like The Witcher Three is like mainstream popular now like we live in a world where games of this type and again like bethesda games are different but they're different in a way that i don't give a shit about but like the the thing they're doing other people are doing better i i feel anyway and so they come out and go it's another one of these but it's a new engine and it's in space like that's not enough anymore like it feels like they Mm -hmm. need to do some radical um but there's like yeah like I and I don't want to I don't want to doubt like I I do enjoy what's there and like the the combat is fine like it's it's serviceable it's better it's better than Bethesda combat it's it for is. sure better than Bethesda combat but like so I'm I'm also playing it on a controller on PC and it is 
it's not great to control. So, oh God, and I, I hate bringing this up every time, but it does feel like Destiny has ruined me on shooters. Like, it really has because of the way that game feels. So, yeah. like, when in most first-person shooters, and most, like, where the first-person shooting is the goal, when you aim down sights, the sensitivity of your controller drops, right? So you can make more accurate shots while you're aiming yeah. down sights. That doesn't happen in this game. Like, you aim down sights, and it's exactly the same speed as when you're not aiming down sights. And I already had to crank the sensitivity way, way down on the controller. So, like, I don't feel in control of my character in combat. And as a character who's playing mainly ranged, like, that's not useful. Like, I I would need to grab a mouse and keyboard, probably, to... Sure. If the combat was to ever get, like, more difficult, I would probably need to grab a mouse and keyboard to get past some of it. It just doesn't feel good, but also I feel like I've totally broken the combat in that game where I'm just like, I got a plasma carbine and it just mauls through everything that I've thrown at it so far. So why would I ever change weapons? And also... Yeah, like, I've, I've I've kind of had the point where like the build that I was going for has kicked off and now yep. nothing could touch me like at all. Yeah, silly. And also like the inventory and management stuff in that game is not good. Like no, it feels yeah. like there's so much stuff. And it's not obvious what you need no, to be watching. I don't, I don't or, you know. think I don't think that game by any means is perfect. No, no, but... I, no, no. I'm just I'm, I'm pointing out the 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 negatives only because the good stuff is very good. I'm yeah. just like I'm realizing. I don't know what I expected. I expected like more of that first world for the rest of the game, and I'm ah, kind sure, of not yeah. getting that. And like I said, especially getting to Monarch and where I am now, like it feels like I'm just going through a checklist. And like a lot of the, the interactions are good, and I'm enjoying bits and pieces of it. Where I'm like, so minor spoilers for a quest in Monarch, but like it's not a very good quest. You get um, somebody, somebody comes to you. Uh, one of the the workers in the factory is like, "Hey, this guy hasn't turned up for his shift the past three days. I don't know what's wrong with him." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Okay, sure. Um, I know he." And, she goes, hey, he was doing a delivery to this place, like, and he hasn't, he never came back, can you see what's there? And you go out and explore, and you go into this house, and I didn't realise it was the house, but it was where the quest marker was pointing, so I'll go there. And I got in this house, and there's a family living in there, and I'm talking to them, and they're like, you don't, something about you doesn't sound right. And then, like, I talked to, like, three people in that house, and I was like, you guys ate them, didn't you? Like, you guys are, you guys are yeah. cannibals. And like I talked to the fourth person, I'm like, "You're not here happily. You guys are cannibals." And then I went upstairs and hacked the door and opened it up, and Baxter was in there missing multiple limbs. And I was like, "Yep, yeah, cannibals." And I killed them all. And I was just like, "That it felt like that was supposed to be a bigger reveal than it was, and it just didn't. Yeah. You need to put more. There needs to be more to it than that." Um, but constrained to the systems of that game like that was what you could get and it's like yeah like it it's a cool thing that's there but also like it was exactly what you thought it was going to be it was executed to the best of the way that game can execute it and that's it and i was like okay yeah cool like i've left with more stuff than i started with so cool mm-hmm. and then you move on and it's like there are definitely highs and lows in that game i mean i'm oh yeah, yeah totally super interested to see where it goes and i'll i'll end up finishing it for sure i just need to yeah, it's not perfect, and it's my first exposure to one of these games, and it would just be like, okay, if one of these comes up again, I would need somebody to say it is significantly better than this for me to come back. 
Like, and I and I now know like that's what these type of games are. Cool. Maybe not for me, but this is a good one of those. Yeah. You have you have your fun with it. It's cool. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a cool thing. We'll we'll see. It's, 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 see how yeah, it wraps up. There's there there's a lot to like in that game, but there's yeah. also like a bunch of little small things. That and are... again, like it does feel like the the problems I have with that game are indicative of the type of game it is. Like I don't feel like it's. It feels like it's a good one of those, and the problem that I have is because it's one of those. You know, like you. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, it's kind of. <sighs> You're not wrong in that 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 is kind of how those games operate, but this game could do a better job at like tying everything together as opposed yeah. to leaving stuff. But yeah, yeah individual. I, I don't want to. I don't want to underthrow undercut the fact that like this blows Fallout out of the water for me. And sure, yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. Um, we should probably go to break and then we'll cut back yeah. with a little bit of news. Um, so I am going to do one of the songs from the After Party soundtrack, specifically the track from the original trailer, which I I'm sure I said on here, I looped like, I looped that trailer for hours. Um, It's a great track. So this is uh, Schoolyard Strangler from the After Party soundtrack. Check post. It's, yeah, there's a lot of really good names in that, in the soundtrack. Um... So yeah, check out the post for links to pick that up and we'll be back with some news after this. from the After Party soundtrack. Check post for links so you can pick that up. Um, yes, news. Um, news. There's, a couple, there's a couple of things that I, I want to get to. Um, as our uh, millennial Twitch correspondent, <laughs> um, we've now had two... I, I, I watch Twitch, that's not... <laughs> it's more than I do. Um, I the most Twitch I've watched has been the Bob Ross marathon that happened last week I, that, or, that's just a permanent fixture now like well no it that's just has a channel like. yes but it only happens every week this was a 24 7 marathon in sure. celebration of his birthday anyway um we've now had two new popular streamers that have left twitch since ninja has left um one is shroud which was a name i knew which was surprising yeah. um mm. who is a counter-strike streamer is that right he's kind of he's done a lot but he was like a pro counter-strike player right Okay. At some point, I can't. I don't know what he streams now because I don't sure. watch him. But he's, so he he's is, done a whole bunch of stuff. He's moved to Mixer as well as um, as well as uh, same place as Ninja. And then yep. just today or yesterday, the day you're listening to this, um, oh, I lost it. Where'd it go? Uh, Courage Jack Courage Dunlop. He's leaving Twitch as well. Um, he's going to YouTube gaming, 
Okay, I don't even know who that is. Apparently, a uh, Fortnite streamer involved with 100 Thieves, uh, an esports organization, sure. which is currently yeah. a content creator. Um, this is from the Kotaku article. Uh, his YouTube channel is currently comprised of reposts of his Twitch streams. Courage hasn't said what his new, tu- new YouTube will look like, but in his announcement video, he showed off joke examples of scripted skits sending up medical and police television shows. So it seems like he's looking to do more than just stream Fortnite. So okay, they're sure. getting, they're, they're a personality. Um... Also, King Goliathon, who's another yes, name. Yes, I know him. Okay, yeah. so he's now gone to Mixer as well. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's I, I, I can't tell if Twitch should be worried or not, but Twitch are still huge, so I, probably yeah, not. Like, I, I think it's still probably fine. Twitch have got enough people. Like it's yeah. There, there, there will, there will be an if if Twitch is the thing, there will be another ninja who will. Oh, I'm the sure. Face of Twitch, um... Yeah, they will fill the gap. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting. I think we kind of briefly mentioned this that um, when Ninja left, that some of it might be, especially if people, the people go to Mixer, where it might be prep for them um, for their next gen coverage. Yeah. Like to be part mm-hmm. of their next gen marketing um, stuff. Um, Which still entirely possible. Yeah, totally. We'll see. Um, some. Really interesting Ubisoft stuff happened um, last week or the week before. Sorry. Okay. Um, so some things happened. They delayed a bunch of their games, which was yep. part of it. Um, so let me just check. They've delayed um, Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Gods and Monsters, um, which have yeah. been delayed. Basically, from their- they're, they're they're like the three of the things they announced at E3 that all looked really cool. Yeah, like their was- early 2020 games are now the next fiscal year, which is sometime between spring 2020 and spring 2021. Yeah. So um, my guess for Watch Dogs is that it's probably a polished thing. So I would guess it's on the earlier side of that. I'm going to take a complete spitball and say like a May, June game, maybe. Sure. Um, And Gods and Monsters, I have no idea what that game is. So maybe yeah, that's in the like, tail end of it, that. It, it was like a it was like a really short trailer at E three at the end of the conference. I assume that's still like very much in development. Yeah, like. who knows? Um, so yeah, so they they announced these delays and they said um, to, just they said to allow additional development time. They specifically went in on the, the Watchdogs one about polish, basically. Sure. Um, and then part of that as well was they talked about basically why they delayed a bunch of stuff, and part of it was that they the Ghost Recon Breakpoint did not do what they expected. Um, they said, I'm trying to get some of the quotes from the thing. Um, do, 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 do. They basically said, oh, here we go, preferred statement. I was looking for this. Oh, weird. The statement produces a 404 now. Fantastic. That's great. Great. But basically, they said, like, yeah, they basically outright said, like, yeah, Breakpoint did do what we hoped it would do, and kind of Division doesn't have the same sticking, Division 2, sorry, doesn't have the same, same sticking power that we asked, that we yeah. assumed. Um, and they basically said, they basically gave some pointers and said, like, here's what we think went wrong. And it was like, it was too soon after the previous Ghost Recon game. And uh, we we're, wasn't as polished as we hoped it was, and a bunch of other stuff. It was interesting. It was it was weird for them to just come out and say some of that stuff, um, which is not a thing you see from a lot of studios. No, they yeah they they very much were open about it, which is something that you don't see every day, especially yeah. when they're like, did they not also have like an earnings call and say that they're 
their um, I mean this is part of profits that. are down and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're expecting to take less than again, I would give you numbers, but the the, the press release four oh fours now. So um but yeah, they, that this was all part of that earnings call where they were like, We're tape we're we're projections are lower we're delaying these games and here's why and they just straight up said like and eves put out an email or i put out a post like for the public that said like here's what we think went wrong but we're ubisoft so we're going to support these games because that's sure. what we do now yeah. so good i hope they turn great point around that'd be cool um the fate of anthem looks to get even worse oh, it's so bad yeah um so this happened just uh, a couple of days ago um but the anthem's chief developer for live service has left the studio um chad robertson um announced via twitter sure. on thursday he would be leaving bioware after 14 years with the company as the live service director robertson had been the public face behind the promises that Anthem would be getting better following a thud of a launch in February and its major revisions to its content roadmap soon after. This is from the, the Polygon article. Um, yeah, like basically since that last Cataclysm thing came out, like they've kind of been radio silent for a while. Yeah, they well they, they like ditched their roadmap and stuff like yeah. that. So it's they they it was, it was a very strange thing where they've now basically kind of like taken a a massive step away from it and being like yeah this roadmap isn't true anymore and active but they said they were taking a step back to focus more on like core gameplay refinements and yeah. stuff like that which means which i guess is good but i mean it for me it's it's going to go one of two ways right they're either going to do like a like a final fantasy 14 style like relaunch and be like we <laughs> fixed all that reborn. shit yeah exactly um Get a giant or... meteor in the sky <laughs> yeah exactly just blow up the whole thing before um, did you ever did you ever see the the like the end of Final Fantasy fourteen? I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, it, is. it was fucking crazy. Right, yeah, it was great. It was, but yeah, I mean, if you're going to block games, more games, more up. games should do that when the end is just like, sure. have a massive cataclysmic <laughs> event and just end <laughs> it. Servers die. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's easy they're going to do that, or like they are slowly backing away from this thing and just not talking. Like the the yeah. Anthem Reddit, I checked in on recently it, the, it's, the, it's, it's the anger thing, the and tumbleweed it's be, weird the ea thing would probably be to do slowly mm. step away and let it die like that's italy because yeah. like yeah like it had such promise like it really did have such it promise. did like it, it could have been really cool if it was better designed and, and played it, better like and all it does is like it kind of quadruples down on um dragon age right dragon age 4 yeah where like that is the last that's their last shot, right? Like, that is um, Bioware's last... I'm so fucking scared for that game. Right? And I think you should like... be. Like, if this is the way that they're dealing with this stuff, then yeah, I think I, people are right to be worried, I think, about that thing. They've got so much, they've got so much potential. They've set up such a good plot for four. Like, it is a really, really interesting plot with a really, really good villain. And it's almost there, and I'm so scared for what they decide to do with it. It's... Oh, I just don't want them to kill it like they did Mass Effect. That's the yeah. only problem. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, when did Dragon Age coming out? Well, come after I don't think it. said Dragon Age sequel. EA's top executives had little to say about expectations for Anthem or Bioware, other than a Dragon Age sequel, which will probably come after the company's 2022 fiscal year, which begins yeah. April 2021. So that game is not a next year, away. but the week year after. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What the fuck did EA do in between then? Jeez. Mm. Okay. 
can FIFA tide them over until until then? I'm sure. I'm all. Was, I'm damn sure it can. But yeah, it's... you're probably right. Um. So yeah, the last thing I have. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, Fallout seventy six cannot catch a fucking break. It oh, really God. can't. Yeah. So well, this was a, this was a good one. This was this was just wild from start to finish. So kind of out of nowhere. So timeline. E3 this year, they announced NPCs, which is a wild thing to announce, but, you know, human NPCs and proper quests, and don't worry, we're fixing it all, it'll be fine. Yeah. Here's your canvas It's going to be a Fallout game, guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then they delayed that until next year. Um, They delayed that, was that October they delayed that? Yeah, kind of middle of October, they said, hey, that stuff's not moving until next year, to early 2020. Um... And then, in place of that, then announced a subscription model. <laughs> um, the audacity! The right. absolute audacity. <laughs> so it's called Fallout First. It's $13 a month or $100 a year. It is a... $100! Yeah. If you want to pay for the year... $99.99 yes. for a year and again, of like, a game that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And again, Netflix is $15 a month, and this is $13. Like, sure. It's bizarre. Anyway. Would you rather have Would you rather have a Netflix account or a subscription yeah. to a game that barely Listen, functions? That's the um fucking busted season two comes out this week. I would be paying for Netflix subscription for that. Right, I'm very excited. Um, and then that that Witcher TV series seems like it's going to yeah, be all right. It might so. be okay. Who knows? Um, yeah. So they have. Oh God. So they're. I'm trying to see if I can find the actual in a new blog post. Here we go. Um, Fallout First. Private worlds, scrap boxes, and more come to Fallout 76 with Fallout First. So you get... So for your $13 a month, you get private worlds, exclusively for you and up to seven friends, unlimited storage for crafting components in a scrap box, a survival tent that you can put up anywhere, 1,650 atoms a month, which is a very specific number that I don't know how they they got that number from, um, iconic Fallout outfit, the Ranger armor outfit, and unique icons and emotes available only to members. So that's what they announced and then launched it. And then the private worlds are not private. There's a bug where anyone on your friends list can jump in, right? Yeah. I, there's, yeah, there's a bug that anyone on your friends list can jump in. And also, like, I don't know if it's related, but everybody that was doing it was reporting that, like, chests had already been looted and stuff. Yeah. So, so I don't like, know if that was like I don't know if that was people jumping into the world and looting the chests or the ch- the the maps themselves are like mirrors of old worlds. Yeah, but, like or they're reusing like instances for groups. Yeah, like who knows? But like people were people were super excited for private worlds. Apparently, it's a thing that has been asked for in the community forever. Yeah, totally. And they got it, and then they got in, and like world bosses were dead, and chests were empty, and it seemed really weird. Like it yeah. was a strange thing to do. Um, their unlimited scrap box is eating items, which is yeah. well, like, uh, the reports of paid subscribers putting loads of scrap into the box going on the game, accessing the box, and finding it was all gone. Um, Bethesda currently believe it's an interface issue. Um, the current support advice is to try opening another player's scrap box on a public server, which may help yeah. in getting your items to show up again. And if that doesn't work, restart the game client or uninstall and reinstall the game. And you're like, what? How? You, you, und- you understand code. You explain how that error happens. I don't get it. Fuck. Like, <laughs> who knows? Like, 
I'm, I'm going to click on this thing that says they believe it's an how interface does it, How does it happen where there is, a, there is a box that eats all of your items, but then going onto a public server and opening up a different version of the box will give you your items back? I don't I, get it. I, who knows? Like, Surely those boxes must pull from the same database or something. And that... maybe, it's inst- maybe the key for the database is wrong, or it's producing it wrong, or it's using a different user. Like, you could totally see a situation where complete spitballing you've got four users in your private world you open up a box that somebody else has opened your user id then conflicts with theirs and pulls a different box down or something i don't know um but yeah (laughs) we understand this is not what players expected as um a bethesda rep told polygon (laughs) yeah no shit so their private servers were not private their scrap box was eating scrap and then a fucking class war erupted in the world, oh, which was the, the other part thing. of it. Oh, so, it was so funny. So reports of this, of the extent of this happening is kind of all over the place. Like, there was, like, Reddit had it all over the place, and then um, Patricia Hernandez from Polygon did an investigation and was like, it's happening, but it's not all over the place, and all this kind of stuff. But basically, um, so when you, when you have, when you're part of this monthly thing, you have a icon on your character, like a Fallout first icon on it, and people have basically there are now roaming bands of non Fallout first people who are just just wiping these people out, just shooting yeah, on site. It's great. It's great in this weird class warfare fucking thing, which like it's the only part of this I can give Bethesda credit for not seeing coming, because like this only this is only like four steps removed from the fact that like seventy six is bad. First is the audacity of the first program as a whole. The fact that first is then broken, and then like the people who are not paying for it are being like, "Well, fuck all y'all. I'm not getting my human NPCs. Everyone yeah. dies." You know. Yeah. Um. It's just the whole like it just cannot get a break. Like it just it feels like it's just it's, bizarre. It's, it is. It's, it's a crazy thing that for something for something that. Is as it is as in such a a bad mindset with the public that this gets released like this. Like the only way I can see this, the only way I can see this happening is this was always part of the roadmap for this game, and this was due to launch at this time, and they did not anticipate the game being fucking broken as much as it is. And like, yeah. People are enjoying that game. Like, people enjoy shit all the time. It's, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm but, not... like, the fact that... And it kind of... And again, I am... As I mentioned on this very podcast, I am biased towards Bethesda. I do not like the stuff they do, and I do not like the way they run their studios. So... Oh, yeah. Or the, the way that they treat the stuff that they put out. So the fact that they put this game out in a broken, unused... Well broken and bad state like you might be able to like the fallout game said this game is not good announced this quote-unquote overhaul which they then delayed and then rather than going back and doing like what anthem tried to do and be like we're gonna go back and look at the core of this game they're just like it's november time to launch fallout first like completely ignoring the fact that they haven't fixed core parts of that game or made it fun or given things to do like this is part of the roadmap, and this is when we do it. And the yeah, fact that the game's broken, happens, it doesn't matter. Launch time. It's yeah. Fallout. People will buy it. Like that's the overarching thing I get of this whole debacle is that like it's a Fallout game. People will buy it. Don't worry about it. And you're just like, well, fuck you. Like that is that is the 
that is the only attitude I can have to any sure. of this is like they are milking the last of their goodwill with Fallout fans as far as I can see. I can yeah, like there's it's hard to see it in any other way, I will give you that. Yeah. It is like it's such a yeah, I don't I just don't understand. Like I don't get it how it I, I, if if your company was in no, if the game was in this such a bad state, why compound onto it? Like I don't get it. Like why it's, charge? Like this is already yeah, like, like, why charge for it? Like, and also like this is not a free game, right? Like this game is still no. fifty quid as far as I know. Ah, you could probably get it for way. You could probably get it cheaper that, now. Yeah. Um. Oh wow! They oh no they didn't. Oh wow! What? So <laughs> the they also did not. Um, Bethesda did not pick up falloutfirst.com oh yeah did you not see this no I haven't seen this oh no that's just hysterical so the, the, they didn't buy uh, falloutfirst.com uh, so some like some fan bought it and basically like copy and pasted the Fallout First site but called it like fuck first yeah and like it was just a whole bunch of negative screens about the game of like you're asking us to pay a hundred pounds a year for this thing but here's the problem and like it was it was great it was an awesome thing <laughs> just yeah like the private tent that you get they just replaced with the sex tent <laughs> drop the new yeah. sex tent to quickly set up a forward operating base for when you're roughing it out in the wilderness <laughs> like nice okay um yeah it's just oh god yeah sorry i completely missed this this is great um yeah, it's, it's a dumb thing. It's, it's a really wild. dumb thing. It's wild that this is what they're doing and they're still going. Like, yeah. Um, jeez. Anyway, I'm glad I'm. I'm glad I don't care about Fallout. I'd be super pissed if that was that was me. Yeah, like I, I, I feel sorry for oh, the totally, people that this like, affects. Like it is. Yeah, it's a bad thing to have happened. Yes, for sure. Um, cool. I don't have anything else. We talked about the riot stuff last time, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. cool. That was the other big thing I had. Cool. Um, yeah, so what's coming up? Death Stranding comes out on Friday. Death Stranding um, comes out on Friday. That's... What a weird thing that's going to be. Yep. I am going to call... So I'm going to call this now, right? I'm going to this on the record. Okay. 5th of November when you hear this. Before, and we do not have get the game. All we have to go on is reviews and footage and the very limited amount of footage that is always People, people talking about it, yeah. When the public get their hold of that game... The, yeah. the the people who like die on the hill of this game being incredible yeah are the same people that say that um you have to be smart to like rick and morty <laughs> i think it's going <laughs> to be a weird parallel to draw no but like it. i think it's going to be the same thing i think when the re- the, the mainstream public you think, it's, this, you think it's just going to be a bunch of people being like oh you just don't get it that totally like 100% it. like okay. oh no it's like a Jima game like you need to like it's all about thinking and it's a mind it's but for a game for thinkers and it's like oh but it's what all about the internet was about the dead people yeah. yeah do you know why he's called Bridges because he's got Bridges yeah. and he's connecting and it's fuck you no like like I am excited for this game because it seems like fucking nonsense and I want to like yeah, I, I have transitioned past I've transitioned past I need to see this because it's a new Kojima game I've transitioned into I need to see this because yes. you just need to see this yes. like it is just a thing that I want to, to be seen. based I want... on what everybody is saying is just like 
it's a thing you need to see and be a part of in yep. the zeitgeist just to see just to be there yeah like mechanically the the fact the fact that mechanically it is a good idea to be doing it at the same time as everyone else like for yeah. logistical oh, I, reasons I, I fully expect to not like this game like yeah, totally. i i don't think i'm going to have a fun time playing this game and then people are saying it's like 70 hours yeah um i don't know man like it's well, gonna be hard <laughs> yeah i mean like i think it was it was it Alex Navarro at Giant Bomb was like, it's like American Truck Simulator, but a dude. And like, there's a small part of me that's like, that sounds alright, like if I could just go on fucking hikes with my comedically large backpack and, I don't know, who knows, I am down for some Kojima bullshit, but it doesn't even sound like the bullshit is that, like, hidden, it's just like, just the the line, the dialogue line that's going round at the minute that has been like the title of a bunch of like at least two reviews that's been mentioned in the first paragraph i'll mention it off air um yeah. so i don't give it away in case people don't want to know anything but like man it sounds like kojima unchained is just like here is i have the- seen i have seen a lot of people refer to this as like they fi- they finally let kojima do what he wanted to do and it is gone strange like it is yes there, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a good thing to try and like focus Hideo Kojima by going no you're like making a Metal Gear Solid game like that, that has to have certain things in it Yeah. but now they've just kind of gone oh whatever like you're free from Kanabi just go and he's he's gone like it is I am fascinated <sighs> to see what they do with it I am genuinely fascinated to see yeah, what yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting weekend of <sighs> us yeah. messing each other backwards and forwards going what like what what like so I, so I just hold I hold R two and I don't what like so I so yeah. I'm I'm out on Sunday so it will basically be Friday night and Saturday we should just basically be on Discord going have you seen this thing and like yeah. and hopefully like because there's a method um there's a lot of asynchronous stuff in this game and apparently there's a way where other people's stuff will appear in your world and apparently there's a way you can like prioritize your friends and be like oh sure i want their stuff in my game more than anything else so there's like you me i know at least one other dude from work who'll be getting day one and like the three of us are just gonna fucking build all the shit and see um yeah it's gonna be fascinating um i need to finish our worlds i've yeah. forgotten that i hadn't finished judgment yet and i need to get that done before the end of the year how long's that game like i've put like 24 25 hours into that game i must be getting near the end i must be all these all these games that i kind of want to at least try and finish before the end of the year they're all like over 15 hours so like yeah it's... like it's judgment is the length of a yakuza game and they have been yeah. about 35 40 hours each for Fuck. the ones i've played through um, I'll at least I will definitely at least get control done because I've started playing for, control. Yeah, control like judgment. You're from what I've seen so far. You're you probably judgment is good, but you probably don't need to worry about it being a thing we're going to talk about. Like it does some yeah. cool stuff, but like that's maybe one you can skip for sure. Do control. Control's not that long. So no, I know. Yeah, that. control. I know I can get finished. Yeah, which is... totally. Um, there was something else as well. And I need to play Disco Elysium as well. I need to I need to yeah. try that game. Fuck. Also, we should talk sometime about Game of the Year stuff, because I've got plans. Or not plans, oh, modifications that to I don't it. like it when you get plans because No, th- these plans make it easier on us rather than more difficult. Okay. <laughs> so sure. we don't end up doing our Game of the Year stuff in May. <laughs> sure. Okay. Um so yeah, um so yeah, we'll do something with Death Stranding 
Well, I mean, even if it is just like... Uh, will we? I don't know that we will. I don't know. It's... Maybe we. Maybe if we both check out at like five hours, we do a quick thing. Like we, we check in at five hours and go, are you still playing it? Like, I don't know. We need, I, sure, okay. We need to We need to do this. Anyway, uh, com is the website. You can find all of our podcast videos and articles are up there. Um, we're on youtube.com slash start. Um, we put up three videos over the past week um, and one this yeah. week um, Disco Elysium John Rick Hex and What the Golf which is also very good that's another game you should play if you get spare two hours by the way um, yeah What the Golf's a cool game yeah um, youtube.com slash gaming to start subscribe you'll get notified and put stuff up there we are on Facebook and Twitter if you search gaming to start you'll find us there podcast at gamingstart.com is the email address and we will see you in two weeks enjoy whatever you're playing and we will see you then goodbye goodbye